The views expressed on this episode, as with all episodes of We Hate Your Baby Daddy, are based solely on our personal opinions and shit we heard in the streets. The content here should not be taken as indisputable fact. This show is for entertainment purposes only. So enjoy and don't come for us. Welcome back to another episode of We Hate Your Baby Daddy with Brandy. Hello, hello, hello. And we have a very special guest joining us today. Her name is Ella. And she is going to be sharing some stories with us about her baby daddy, their co-parenting situation, and what's going on with that. Um, she's a friend of ours. We actually love the way that she tells the story. She's a good storyteller. So <laughs> we're really excited to have her on this episode. Hello, say hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Super excited. And if you mean good storyteller by like ADHD all over the place, then okay. <laughs> <laughs> no it is good it's hilarious like sometimes she'll tell a story and i'll just be crying laughing like why are you so funny <laughs> and then um before we jump into that i wanted to tell our listeners that we have just recently launched our t-shirts so if you go to our merch website we have our t-shirts they're size inclusive they're very cute black tees with our pink logo designed by the red scare <laughs> so Get one, check it out, get a bunch, get one for all your friends and family. <laughs> okay, so now back into what's going on with Ella. So how did you meet this man who we're going to call? Frangelico. Oh yeah, emo daddy. We'll do emo that. Daddy. He doesn't drink Frangelico, we asked. But he's emo <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> so. Yes, this is true. So... I met him when I just turned 22. I just got out of a relationship, which this is already a great recipe for disaster. <laughs> and um, I was on Tinder, doom scrolling in a hotel in Chicago on New Year's Eve. Um, and I was actually, no, sorry, it wasn't New Year's Eve. It was on my birthday. And we matched, but I was back in Vegas. And since he lived in Chicago, I was like, oh, you know, he's super sweet. And he just answered a lot of my questions differently because I have these special questions that I ask people that I'm going to date and then I determine whether I want to talk to them or not. What and the questions question? are, do you like cats Wait, wait, wait. How old was he, first of all? Oh, he was 24. Okay, so you were 21. He was 24. Yeah, I just turned 22. So we're oh, about 22. three. Okay, questions. What were they? So the first one was, do you like cats or dogs? The second one is, are you a serial killer? And the third one is, where would you take me on our first date? Um, very forward. This this tells you a lot about a person. Okay. <laughs> so, a serial killer. sandwich you got there. <laughs> so um, I normally like to go on dates with people that say they like dogs. And then, yes, they're a serial killer. But something funny, like, yes, I'm a serial killer, but only on Tuesdays you know, during a blood moon. I love stuff like that. I just think we have very similar um, senses of humor if they say something like that. And then... Weak. So, so what if he wasn't... You know what? Never mind. Don't let me interrupt. You keep telling us. Go on, Ella. So, um, yeah. So those are my three questions. And he said he liked dogs and he's allergic to cats, which works because I don't personally... Um, vibe with cats that great and then the second question he was like no I would never hurt anybody blah 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 which is kind of not my vibe but he was just super sweet and then the third question he said that he would take me I don't know somewhere really nice and do something romantic it was fine so I was like okay how cool that, like wait sorry how is I'm that out. Not your vibe? You, him not hurting people you want him to hurt people that's your vibe no that's not my vibe it's just a sense of humor like I think it's really funny when uh, guys are like oh haha like yes I'm a serial killer but you, you know flag. <laughs> only yes but the no. niggas don't joke when they say that that's okay but point. men don't have sense of humor okay. this is true but so far I've made it you guys know I'm a little bit reckless okay this provides me excitement good point yeah you do be yeah <laughs> you do be pretty I live vicariously through you. I can't be mad. I do too. Yeah, because I'm like, half the shit she be doing, I'm like, 
I personally could not. Like, I would just pass away gently. <laughs> like, and where did you get these questions? It just pops up in your head. Yes, that that was just in in my head. Um, I was like, these are great vetting questions, and I've only ever dated online, so I started doing this when I was really. Mm -hmm. God, I've never met so much younger outside than of high school. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, how old are you right now? So that's how. Sorry. How old are you right now? Now I'm thirty. Oh, babies, little babies. <laughs> I'm 33, about to be 34, so, you know, I'm like the grandma of the group. Oh, my gosh, not either. <laughs> Wisdom-wise, yes. Age-wise, definitely not. Damn. Um, But go on. So, then what? So, I was like, okay, perfect. I just got out of a relationship. Let's fly to Chicago to meet this man that I've never met before because this is how all fairy tales happen. And I flew there. Someone walked me to the car that I know personally. I took a picture of the guy's ID and sent it to my friend, let everybody know where I was going. We went to TGI Fridays and had food there because that's so classy. <laughs> and then I stayed the weekend with him and we went to the zoo and we went to the club and parts of it was a hot mess, to be honest. But it Why? was really fun. <laughs> I don't know if I can share that part of the story. I guess it's a pretty important part. Oh, God. Tell us. Yeah. Yes, for no. that tea. So I was only there for the weekend. And I had gotten kind of drunk that night. And we were sleeping in bed and everything. And I had a dream that I really had to pee. And then I woke up in the morning. And he was sitting in a chair and he was like you know why the bed's wet and I was like no why no and he was like in my bed <sighs> yeah so sister <laughs> did have like a mattress protector oh god honestly you could have just lied to him because they don't know anything about female anatomy I just been like oh you know I was just so turned on last night and he just was like yeah yeah i did that like they they wouldn't even have, like questioned it or like went to smell it like men are dumb right <laughs> call their bluff. i should have said it was delayed come for sure <laughs> you wouldn't have noticed or care you just like said that as a bragging point like yeah she did it in her sleep oh my God. in a long stream we're like two minutes into the story i'm already crying <laughs> so, so i'm so sorry and you were gonna gloss right over yeah. this <laughs> so, so after being mortified that i peed in this man's bed as a grown-ass woman i was like you know what i'm out i'm leaving like thanks for the weekend this was super fun nice rebound time i'm outie and i was packing my stuff like yeah so nice to meet you like see you later i'm gonna get an uber like maybe you can give me a ride and he was sitting in his chair and he was like you're literally just gonna pee in my bed and then like leave and I was like, well, I don't really know what to do in this situation. What do you want me to do? Like, like, do I look like a janitorial servant? They can figure it out. Wait, was it his bed or was it a hotel bed? Because that's a big difference. Like, what do you want me to do? Right. It's his um, Tempur-Pedic bed. So, you know, that's. Yeah. Hopefully he had a mattress cover at the very least. Like, the he didn't. I would just He's a man. Him. I'm like. You broke him, bitch. Why don't you got no? Why don't you have no mattress protector? Turn it around on them. Thirty dollars at Target. We don't oh, make mistakes. <laughs> Call Stanley Steamer, and I would took my purse and left. <laughs> you didn't know if I was incontinent. Now you're you're now you're shaming me for my medical condition. Fuck you. And I would have called it. Oh yeah. You, I have no shame. This is my first time meeting you, and you're shaming me like this because I had to urinate. <laughs> Oh gosh! Like, so it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Step your game up, bro, bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Please continue. If your dick was big enough, it would have no, no. <laughs> So I mean, that's pretty much making shit up at that point. Like, just, just say anything. All around, I gaslight you now. <laughs> <laughs> look at me! Look at me! I'm the gaslighter now. <laughs> 
So I don't know. He was just so sweet about it. He was like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like I'll clean it up and, you know, we can still have a good weekend and blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember what we did after that, but we still had a good weekend. And then he brought me back, I think, two days later to the airport and I flew home. And then from there, we had like a really spicy, fun relationship until it wasn't. (laughs) What happened? I mean, we just both grew up together. We were both babies when we got together and we grew up together. I was drinking a lot, to be honest. And there was a lot of other traumatic things that happened while we were together um, that were just hard to navigate. And so after dealing with that, he decided that he didn't want to be with me anymore. But too late, it was time for me to have a baby because he waited until I was eight months pregnant to leave me. And that was that was fun. (laughs) I remember you told us that it was like he broke up with you. And then the next day it was like your maternity shoot. Yes, literally. Oh, my gosh. And I really wanted to go to the shoot and I <laughs> wanted him to be there kind of, but not really. But I didn't want to drive myself to the middle of the desert because they were out in the desert um, at a lake bed. So we went and did this really awkward photo shoot of him looking at me like he loves me and all this stuff. The photographer doesn't know. So he's telling us to do all this stuff and the pictures are gorgeous. But when I look at them, I'm like, wow, like you're really just fine being in these pictures just after you broke my heart a That's day before. Diabolical, that timing and everything. It's like you knew about the shoot. You couldn't wait till afterward. Or or maybe just don't break up with your eight month pregnant baby mama at all. Like how how long into the relationship did you get pregnant? Four years. Four years. Oh wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was twenty six. So yeah, and then mm-hmm. um, when they do it to you, what'd you say? I said that's when they do it to you once you're comfortable. Yeah, I got got pretty early on. Um, but I was gonna ask about oh, what was his reaction when you told him you were pregnant? Oh, he was not. He was not about it. He was not happy at all. And I think that he already premeditated that he didn't want to be with me in the beginning. But I had told him in the beginning, like, hey. If you don't want to do this, let me know now because I can get my mind around that and decide what I want to do for me, like not for us. Don't wait until I don't really have a choice anymore or any options Um, because that's just ridiculous. Like I bought my house literally the same day I closed. I'm sorry. I bought my house the same day that I gave birth. So I closed on my house and gave birth on the same day. Oh, my God. I was just trying to like get shit done and make sure that we were going to have a good place to live me and my daughter. And um, I mean, I will be (laughs) the first one to tell you that I am your sign to not get back with your baby daddy, because of course, like we're back together now, two years later. (laughs) But but it's been good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for the most part. (laughs) So why did you even warn us? Why did I warn? Why oh, because warn I went with okay. man. No, I'm I'm good where I'm at. But if you're out and you're comfortable where you're at, just stay there. Stay comfortable being a baddie on your own. I just feel like it's so much less complicated. I do love him to pieces, but there's so much trauma that we have to still work through. And that is consistently like brought up in our relationship in different ways. Like we're working on blending our households again. Um. So, I mean, right before this podcast, I was crying. That was fun. <laughs> Aww. Hey, yeah. But... Some, some toxic shit going on. What is it about him that like attracted you and like keeps you coming back? Cause I know he's like, he's good looking. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. But I wasn't crying because of him. I was talking to him, but I wasn't crying because of him. Um, We always have like a really, really good time together. And I'm so comfortable with him doing absolutely anything and everything. I dated a decent amount when we weren't together. And there was some cool guys 
but I can never achieve like the level of comfort that I have with him. And I love that. I love the way that he is with my daughter 90% of the time, you know, mistakes happen, but I don't trust other people around me and my daughter. And it's partly like a security thing. So if I wasn't with him, like, honestly, I would just prefer to be by myself and just date casually than bring someone else like permanently into my life. Um, but he's a really good person. He has really big dreams. He's just a little bit selfish, honestly. And he knows that and he works on it. And it's been interesting seeing the progress that he's taken when I explained to him, like, you realize that sometimes you say things that are very triggering, like just the way you say things is unnecessary. Um, and so he's really worked on that lately. And he's been through a lot recently, too. So I mean, yeah, it's very relatable, like you saying, like how hard it is to bring a new person into the picture. Like, you know, I wasn't planning on having a boyfriend it just kind of happened and obviously you know drunky crash he like lost his shit about that and it was difficult you know because i'm like i just had this baby <laughs> like i don't want to just like bring random people around her but you know he's not random like and he's been around her since she was like very young and so you know she kind of looks at him like she knows him she loves him and so, you know, it has been an easier transition, but I can understand like you and him, I think we're probably more co-parenting for a, a while. And so he just got to that level of comfort. Like I get that. Yeah. I mean, with your situation, it's beautiful though, because he is very positively involved. People that I dated weren't really that positively involved with my daughter. They would buy her things and they would see her occasionally, but it never got to a point where I would feel super comfortable with them around her. And that's just because I feel like they didn't really take the initiative. Like your guy seems to take a lot of initiative, which, you know, he does. Yeah. He buys like, I mean, not just like buy stuff for her, but like he pays like a lot of bills and stuff around the house. Like um, if she needs diapers, wipes, baby groceries, (laughs) like he buys all of that, which that's really important to me because it shows that you're not just trying to take care of me. You also have to take care of my daughter. She's part of me. So, yeah. But yeah, ultimately, we have a lot of the same ideals as far as like raising our daughter. Um, and we're kind of the same type of crazy <laughs> in a way. And it just makes for it makes things really fun. It also can be a little bit stressful at times. But as we've gotten older, things have smoothed out a lot. Our last hurdle is just blending our houses because we both own homes now. And my biggest stressor now is the mental load of being a mom in general, but now being a mom in two places. So I'm like, I have to take care of everything at my house and your house, basically, because men just kind of take a back seat. They're like, oh, you just tell me what to do. But if I have to tell you every single thing that you need to do or ask you, that's still a lot of work on my part. Yeah, and that's a lot of the mental load of like making a list basically every day to help manage two households. That's too much. Right. So that's the biggest stressor now is just trying to get everything in one place because I'm very much over that. So... He gets along with my family and I get along with his family. But as far as his family goes, I feel like I see his family a lot more than he sees mine. He's never actually met. He's never gone to where my family is from, like most of my family. So we're working on that. Actually, in April, we're going to go visit them. We were supposed to go in January, but we messed some stuff up. Because I did tell him that that's something that I want to prioritize now that we're back in a relationship. Are you guys going to, like, get married, do you think? That's, he says that he wants to do that if we can have, a like, amazing dream wedding or something. And I don't know. <laughs> he says Don't he wants to it. buy, <laughs> yeah, like, a really expensive <laughs> ring and all these things. And I just... 
I feel like I'm good where I'm at. We have everything that's pretty much separate. Let's say shit hit the fan again. I have my house. I have a place to go. You know, I already have everything put together that I need. I don't think that it would come to that. But if it did, I wouldn't be out in the dark. And if it has to be a divorce at this point, I feel like that would make things a it lot would be 20 times worse yeah it's almost like what's the point if you've been doing that and maybe you guys can just like you know exchange rings and be like have cute little rings do a little photo shoot and have to do the paperwork that's what i mean i think that would be a nice as long as i get my tiffany's heart cut ring we could work with that <laughs> oh my god when i was like a child bride when i was 25 that is what i wanted was it like a, not tiffany's but like a heart cut ring so my ex-husband got me it was like the center stone was like a round cut, but then it had two like side stones and they were heart cut. I was like, oh, and I grew up and I was like, ew, heart cut. No, that's cute though. So one thing I wanted to ask, so your baby daddy is white, right? Just like ours. And you're black, mm-hmm. just like us. Do you ever feel like race or anything ever like comes into the dynamic in any like weird ways? You know, I always tell him that I've probably disappointed all of my ancestors by becoming a house slave, actually. You are not a house slave. <laughs> I do literally would say be that. out in the field. Come on. Well, oh. She's a little on the lighter side. I don't know. Maybe in between the house and field. There'd be like a shed. Um, but I do feel like sometimes race does come into it. Um because he is Italian and Hispanic, but he passes for white. And sometimes I'll just try to explain things to him in general. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Hispanic people are so discriminated against now. Like, they're basically like the new slaves and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, are you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Like, are we serious right now? Let's not talk about it. <laughs> He's canceled. <laughs> Triple canceled. I did not know. Does he speak Italian or Spanish? No. So that's why I'm like, you can't even say any of the I speak more Spanish yeah. than he does. Yeah. Okay, to properly assess this, what type of Italian is he? And what type of Hispanic is he? <laughs> this has to get really specific. I'm sorry. So... Um, his great grandparents came from Italy, so I don't know. That leaves him. I mean, they were Italian on both sides. So then his dad is full blooded Hispanic, but they're from Mexico. I don't know what type, like what part of Mexico. So okay, that's fair. D, your baby daddy's Italian. What part is he? Ghetto Sicilian. Part? Sicilian, yeah. They they Negroes, like um to the point Negroes of Italy. Yeah, like my mom for Christmas was like, she was like, what should I get him for? I'm gonna get him a chain, and she got him like a silver chain, and he opened it. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. Ma, I love it. Now make the sauce for the pasta, ma. Oh yeah, no, I was like like my my second training and being like a girlfriend. I was in the kitchen making meatballs. I see this pork and veal. Yum. That's what my baby daddy likes too, actually. <laughs> see, see, he, I don't think he's Sicilian. You know, he might be. I don't know. He's kind of like a peacock. I've seen him before. A peacock, yes. a peacock man. Um, that terrifies me. <laughs> Is peacock like Wait, a slur he... for Italians? No, there's a lot of slurs for Italians that I know because I know them, but um, that's not one of them. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? No, he's just like he likes to preen his feathers and walk oh, around. Oh yeah, he does look like he 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 looks like he could be like a fuckboy. Actually, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that whole conversation we had that one time that we won't talk about here. We don't need to see that. We don't need to see that. We don't need to talk about that in mixed company. We don't talk about Bruno or the <laughs> other thing that starts with a B, but. Uh, we, um, we <laughs> swallowed up. Oh no! <laughs> Stop. Have you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed. Going through a time of swallowing. Oh. Um, so, 
now we're here. Now it's it's good. Do so you probably have... all of ours are. These guys are creep are creeps. I don't know. Yeah, my baby daddy fucking sucks. Um, but do you have a positive message for all of our baby mamas that you would like to put out into the world for them? I mean, I think my piece of wisdom was a little bit earlier. Like, don't backslide. Don't do it. <laughs> but if you end up backsliding, it's not the end of the world. No, it is not. It's not the end of the world. Like, there are exceptions to the rule for sure. But if you have a good co-parenting relationship, something that I really valued was I knew when my daughter was at his house, she was good. And I had so much time to feed into myself what I wanted. Like it almost made me a better mom because I had an outside relationship. I had my own time. I had a lot more money. And, you know, those things are nice. Now, everything is just the both of us. So we're always with her together unless he's at his house and I'm at my house. So it's like I almost have to choose. And I don't want to feel that way. Sometimes I do just need a break from my little one. And it's nice to be able to have that option. Um, so I would say just prioritize your self-care either way, whether you're with your baby daddy or trying to be or with somebody else, you know, don't prioritize them. Just prioritize your child and your self-care. And then wherever they fall in afterwards is where they fall in because that's where he's at, like after the self-care and the baby. That's a great message. I mean, I feel like I don't do that enough prioritizing my self-care. Like I put my daughter above everything and they always tell you not to do that, but you don't realize it as you're doing it. And you're like, wow, I haven't even like had a moment to like take a shower or have a thought. <laughs> that's, that's not about baby stuff because I've just been so focused on baby stuff. So, so that's, that is a good message. I appreciate that. Thanks. It'll get easier if she, you know, can just sit outside the shower while you take a shower once you trust her not to unalive herself and all that. She has before, but she kept trying to, like, put her hand in the water. I'm like, baby, please. Like, you know, like just stay there. Play with your toys. She's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Gotta love them. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a fun interview. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, I'm going to keep that information redacted just because I told everybody that I peed in a grown man's bed. But I, <laughs> I've appreciated the opportunity. And this has been so fun. That is fair. That is fair. Because we were not planning on talking about that before when I asked you <laughs> for your social. So I'm glad we asked at the end <laughs> because we gave that at the beginning. Would have changed the whole dynamic of the interview. So I, I appreciate your candor, your honesty, willingness to be open and share with our listeners. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bree and Dee Dee. You guys have a good one. All right. So yeah, that was our interview with Ella. She is a dear friend of ours, fan of the show, great friend, great storyteller, as you could hear. And she has told us some wild anecdotes about her baby daddy. So we just wanted to share that with some of our listeners. You're not alone. We all have some wild, crazy situations with our baby daddy. Maybe not like that, but we all have our own versions, right? But now let's go ahead and get into Christopher Brown. So, ew. <laughs> Literally, I was imagining like a SpongeBob. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> or like the foghorn sound after his name like he gives me the creeps like we'll get into why so Christopher Maurice Brown he was born on May 5th 1989 in Tappahannock Virginia and I just want to clarify that is not Northern Virginia I don't know him <laughs> And I don't know Trey songs either, so don't ask. I'm from Northern Virginia. Virginia is a huge state. I can't even tell you where Tappahannock is. It's probably in bumfuck. Anyway, so some people know of Chris Brown as Crack Brown, 
because I call him that and I started spreading that around. So some people are saying that, as Trump would say. <laughs> Another baby daddy that we cover. Many such cases of crack brown. Many such cases. And I don't want to make light of the fact that like he has had addiction issues. He never mentioned that he did crack. He mentioned other things he was addicted to, but I'm like, yeah, that look of like, there's crack. He's on crack or meth. Like, look at him. It's got to be a stimulant. Those... That's a stimulant whooping his ass. Something is. Sometimes you see him. He looks almost as emaciated as like Party City Skeleton. Like he looks like he has an eating day. <laughs> but no, it's eating him alive. <laughs> He's got a different kind of rot. <laughs> Yeah, his is like a pharaoh's curse. We don't know what's going on with him. Oh, no. He picked up a scarab beetle. And one time he's performing in the desert. Let, let's let's start another rumor about crack. Yeah. No, he like pissed off somebody's ancestor. Somebody's like one, one fifth Egyptian or something. And it's just like, oh, I'll show you. I'm so dead. It was like DJ Khaled or something. So, Did you know that DJ Khaled's original name was DJ Arab Attack, but he changed it after 9-11? I did not know that. Dead ass serious. He was like, this is not good to scream after promotions. Because, you know, he's like, DJ Khaled. We no one wants to hear this. that. Effing. Nobody wants to hear DJ Arab attack. <laughs> I'm no. terrified. Like in the club after 9-11, you'd be like, oh. Hell no. So, Chris Brown. I I really don't want to. I feel like some of our listeners are going to get really pissed off by this episode. I just want to warn you guys, it is not going to be complimentary of him. I don't like him. We hate him. He's a baby daddy. But let me just give you some background about Chris Brown. So he is known for being an R&B singer. He he also dances a lot. He sometimes acts. I don't, I can't name anything that he has acted in off the top of my head. Can you? I know he was in that one like BET Christmas movie, but I think. Oh, recently yes. he would be like doing like Tubi shit now like the rest of them <laughs> they can't like get like a real job because nobody wants him like on set he's a danger to himself and others mostly the yeah. others because that little that little thing's got hands I don't want to call him what I usually call him because Bree knows what I usually call him because that's what he looks like but uh <laughs> I always call him afraid. a Chipotle bag because he's like you know that light color with the with the tattoos so he looks like a Chipotle bag he looks racist? like the no, it's not racist. No, because we're I mean, black. It's just his color. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I never got tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I was just like, that's not a good look. <laughs> so about his uh situation with his baby mamas and children. So he has he has three children that we know of by three different women. A hoe. He's a hoe. Um, Didi, what are his kids' names? Here we go. So the first one is Royalty Brown. Not that bad, not that bad, not a bad start. Next is Aiko Katori Brown. Not sure if that's supposed to be Japanese. The um the spelling's all off, but that's with again, not sure if it's Japanese or not. Amika or Amika Harris, a model. Previously, royalty is by Nia Guzman Amay, who's a model and made. Not sure about that. You uh, were on mute towards the end. Here, you know what? Let's do this again. Back up. Okay, okay. So, number one, we have Royalty Brown. That's a daughter with Nia Guzman Amay. Um, that's a model and also possibly a nurse. Got a question mark there. Not sure about that. So that's a CNA, I'm guessing, because that's a nurse question mark. Definitely not an RNA. I, I don't know. Second is Aiko Katori Brown. I'm not sure if that's Japanese because that's not spelled right if that's Japanese. Um, that's with, again, I'm not sure if it's Japanese because it's spelled wrong. Am Amica Harris, who is a model. Got to look up those people. We know he... We know he has a thing for the Blasians, but we don't know what type of flavor Blasian this is, but that's not how you spell Aiko. So I, I don't know if that's Aiko or A. It might be Aiko. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's hurting my head is what it's doing. So next, we got lovely, hmm, 
lovely symphony with an eye like the candy bar. Brown with diamond brown. <laughs> a, a model and an influencer. Isn't that kind of interesting? No yeah, diamond brown, Chris Brown. It's like there was no point where you're like, hmm, maybe we should like check 23andMe, make sure we're not really, but they didn't. I mean, his type is vaguely Asian looking and light skinned. So as long as you, as long as you, as long as he can squint at you and he's sober enough that he can tell that, you're probably going to get impregnated and stalked and hit. So you just got to get hit with that light skin squint. You just got to know how to duck and weave. So good (laughs) luck with that. So I should mention you what? I said, Like you'd be shocked. You like if you're like in the vicinity of this dude, he's got an arm length. Like that dude's got like a a, a chimp arm length about him. Have you ever seen him like dance around? That's yes, like he dance so he's well. lanky. Yeah, you you you'd be shocked. I thought about it. I'm like that man's got reach. Should have been you a boxer. Stay. <laughs> he's just gonna stay out of his reach, and he'll be okay. <laughs> um, he's gonna crump up next to you. That's that's the danger. He won't see it coming. <laughs> Remember how he like danced up next to that girl that didn't know that she was behind him in that video? Yo, he's like, no. And she, she was like walking, and like he was like, I don't know your name, but excuse me, miss. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. And yeah, saw you from across me. the room where I can reach you with my long ass light skin reach. I know that song. <laughs> it's hard. That's how it goes, but I know that's that. scarier than I turn. I'm sorry, because he would give you warning. Like Michael Jackson's dad, they gave you fair warning. Chris, you just don't know what's going to set that man off. Exactly, and we will get into that because. So I had. By the way, in this episode, I'm not letting it off that he's a domestic abuser because this this is like a known thing. No, we have a huge list of all of the things that he has done that we will get to because it's a lot. It's a long list, and I'm like his fans. It's like they only focus on that one thing that we will also talk about, but it's like there's a list of things. It's not normal. No. This is pathological. This dude's fucked up. He's diabolical. And so, you know, I had mentioned that this is going to be a controversial episode because for some reason, Chris Brown, he's a controversial person. He has this chokehold over Black women that we just do not understand. We talked about this um, when we were talking about doing this episode. Like, He's also the type of person who fights with his baby mamas over child support, which is something I'll never respect. As you guys know, if you listen to like maybe our last episode or two episodes ago, whatever, um, how my baby daddy is being petty about child support. Um, I cannot respect that. Pay for your fucking kids. He's an international celebrity. He has millions and millions of dollars. Pay for your fucking kids. Um, he fell out with uh, Nia Guzman, the first baby mama, because they had a dispute over the child support. Like, just pay it. But one thing I found really funny when I was doing research for this episode. So he has a girl, an ex-girlfriend that he is, like, obsessed with. And he cheated on her with his first baby mama and had royalty brown on her. He had a baby on her. And her name is Karuchi Tran. She broke up with him because she's like, well, if you're out here having babies on me, why do I want to be with you? And she just dumped him and he never got over it. Like, he's still to this day not over it. And this was in, like, 2013, 2014. After that, he went back and forth with... This is, like, two women he didn't have babies with. It was Karuchi and Rihanna. He went back and forth between them for a while, um, on and off. And he did physically abuse both of them. And as we were talking about earlier, for some reason, people only talk about what he did to Rihanna. And I think it's because, you know, we saw the photos of how badly she was beaten up. And I mean, yeah, she since forgave him. And they did rekindle the relationship briefly. They worked on her album and stuff together Um, back in 2009. So he would have been like 20 um, because I was 19 in 2009. And so, I, again, I don't know him, but I did see him in Richmond. I was going to school down there, and he was doing community service. So he was, like, scooping horse shit and, like, cleaning on, on the side of the road. And that was a spectacle to behold, right? And it's like, Chris Brown, what are you doing here cleaning up horse shit in Richmond, Virginia? You're not even from here. Anyway, so we saw the photos of what he did to Rihanna, and, yes, she did forgive him. People are like, oh, he was only 20 years old, blah, blah, blah. 
But Karuchi literally got, she was granted a five-year restraining order against Chris Brown. And I'm like, people don't talk about it. Did you know about that? I was aware of it. I was aware of his stalking tendencies with Karuchi because I remember like there was like a lot of paparazzi photos around that time. Literally like stance up like a literal like silverback gorilla when she's like getting out of cars and like a, the pretty dress is just like sitting there in the background like hunched up with his fists in his hands like rubbing his hands like a cartoon villain. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Aren't they broken up? And people are like, yeah. He's just following her around. And I'm like, okay. But like, you know what I think? I think Chris Brown has a very good publicist. I think he has a very good, um, what is it, public relations team. So they they don't let a lot of his bullshit get out unless you search for it. Like, it's not all out in the air like a lot of other people's would be. But yeah, not surprised that she had a restraining order. I think I knew of that, but I didn't know that it got granted for five fucking years. But his with his behavior, not surprised at all. He He's a fucking creep. He's a gross asshole. And so... I think we've talked about this in past episodes. Judges don't just grant you a restraining order, especially a five-year restraining order. Like, there has to be some proof of, you know, the fact that you would be fearing for your life if this person approaches you. And she had text messages from him threatening to beat her up and kill her and her friends. Let me say that again. Beat her up and kill her and her friends. So text messages threatening that. He also had punched her in the past, punched her in the stomach, and pushed her down the stairs in the past. And this is something a lot of physical abusers do. They'll punch you in the stomach, places where people won't see. Um, You'll see that with, like, Cassie and Diddy. Like, he would, if he did hit her in the face, he would then send her away to, like, an island to recover and stuff. Because they're in the public eye. They know that if you can visually see the bruises, more people are going to have a problem with you. I think he realized that after Rihanna, and he's like, oh, never making that mistake again. I'm just going to punch people in the fucking abdomen. Like, he's crazy, but he knows... I would also like to add, do you know, like, their height difference? Like, their literal size difference? Crucie is five feet even. Chris Brown is a six-foot-tall, heavily-muscled, heavily-trained working out like at least six hours a day man and so people talk shit about rihanna saying like oh well when he beat her up she also admitted that she started and she hit him too i don't care like when people say that it's like she is not anywhere near as strong as chris brown there was no way she was going to inflict the type of damage to him that he did to her he is a violent abuser he only beats up women. You never see him getting into fights with men. He has this beef with Quavo because Quavo briefly dated Karuchi Tran. And he kept threatening the whole, whole of Migos. Roll up, everybody, roll up. And then you saw, like, a couple of weeks ago, they were sitting next to each other at a fashion show. And neither of them said anything to each other. So where's that energy for all your girlfriends towards Quavo? You don't have that because he's a man. I remember TMZ kept reporting that he would just run away from fights and stuff. Like, there would be shootouts or whatever looking for him, and he would just run the other way. I'm like, where's that big man attitude now? But, like, I've dealt with, like, a lot of men like that in, like, real life where, like, they'll have that big macho guy attitude with me. When it comes to, like, other men or, like, other people that they're scared of, they're, like, meek as lamb. So I'm like, oh, where did, where did, where did all that macho oompa go? It's, it's all gone now? Like, you can't protect yourself now? But you can use all that on me. Like, okay, cool. That's honestly how my baby daddy acts. Because, you know, he's all big, roided up. And he'll get, like, all aggressive with me. But he will talk shit about my boyfriend. And, but he will never, I don't think he would ever actually do anything to him. And you know, so funny. I was talking to my mom about that today. And she said that straight up. She was like, this bark is bigger than his bite. Like, she was like, the height difference between the two of them. She's like, I think. Yeah. This is like the red scare would be looking down at him, like, so are you gonna do something? <laughs> I was like, I don't like, care how much weight you lift. Little, little man, put the fist away. <laughs> oh my god. But no, Chris Brown literally in every single, I think it was like a spat of like when he was fully on the pipe, he would just go out to bars and stuff, just fighting with people. But he women. would fight in proxy, not with women, just like with other men, but he would fight in proxy. He would start a fight never finish the fight because he would let his bodyguards deal with it like he's such a pussy honestly like that's that's real punk behavior 
Oh, yes. oh, wait, let me not say that because he'll actually fight me. A five you know, foot woman. <laughs> he'll, he, he won't fight you, he'll fight me by proxy. He'll have a bodyguard come to my house in Virginia and fight me. <laughs> no, I don't want him to pull up in my house with the Karuchi stick. He'll be like, you know, Karuchi, <laughs> One of the guys from One Direction, Zane, he had a song called Back to Sleep and um, Chris Brown was on the remix and for some reason in the middle of the song he goes, Karuchi, he just yells her name out. And I'm like, it's crazy to think that when that song came out, she actively had that restraining order against him. I'm like, I feel like that should have been in violation of the restraining order. Don't put my, my name stomach drop. Don't put my name in songs that everyone's gonna hear. Like, creepy. Yeah, everything about him is just thrown. Like, some... I, they said that something happened to him when he was, like, a little kid, but every 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 man says that to excuse their bad kid. Miserable childhood or whatever, but, like, I feel like, a, a, not a lot, but pretty much all abusive men say that, like, oh, I had a bad childhood, my mom wasn't there, or my mom was there too much, and it's just, like, right. you can't keep saying that, because, like, We've all had things. Not even that. I know women that have worse childhoods. They don't go, I don't know, like, terrorizing people for what they went through. I don't do that to anybody. My childhood sucked. My adulthood sucked. I don't go around punching people in the club, so. Um, We have a list here that we compiled of known Chris Brown incidents. Dee, would you like to read it? The fact that this man has to have a list. Okay. It's long. One time he... (laughs) one time he smashed a window and walked off the set of a robin roberts interview because she asked him a question he didn't like instead of just asking her to move on which is insane but also i would also like to add that he showed the display of anger to a black interviewer and not to anybody else because imagine if that was anybody else i don't think he would have he would have hopped that hard he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had no bark for him he stole a woman's phone because she took a photo of him. He shoved a woman in a nightclub and messed up her right knee. Like, this man has monkey strength. I'm sorry. Like, this dude is Planet of the Apes. That's all I see when I look at him. Like, he's he's angry. He's unleashed and he's out to hurt you. <laughs> he shoved a woman. This is a lot of shoving. Like, There's a lot so of shoving. Hurt. He's a he big sho- on the shoving. I'm telling you, this is Planet of the Apes. He shoved a woman off his tour bus and copped a third-degree assault charge in 2015. He stole a different woman's phone in 2016 and punched her in the face to add insult to injury. Or injury I'm sorry, to it's not... I want to clarify, I'm not laughing because like this is not funny, this is terrible that he is like this and does this to people. It's just like... Why are you stealing people's phones? You're a celebrity. People are going to take pictures of you. Stay in the house, crazy. Crack. It's like crack crack. brain. It's crack brown. It's crack or meth. The CIA is watching you. I'm going to kick your ass. You're the CIA. (laughs) He's going to roll up to my house. I live really close to the CIA headquarters, so he's going to be like, close enough. Boom. (laughs) He threatened to beat up his own tour manager, which is hilarious. A woman, of course. Oh, yeah. He threatened a woman with a gun in his house in 2018, which is literally like fear factor. I, I would I would genuinely think that would be the end of my life. Think of being a woman alone with Chris Brown with a gun. Gun-toting Chris Brown? Mm-mm. I would just be done. I'm like, all right, well, it's nice knowing y'all. I'd be like in Scooby-Doo, you know, when they're trying to run. It's like... it's not funny but this man is like a third level threat he's like a video game villain he's like um like a gta storyline you know escaping chris brown's mansion he's like that one crackhead off what like gta 5 except black and supposedly (laughs) handsome but he's not handsome to me no he's he's not and he's also been accused of rape at least twice and as far as we know, he hasn't been convicted. He hasn't been convicted, but we believe the women because, like, honestly, that dude will kick your fucking ass. I wouldn't accuse him of anything if I had, if I didn't have solid proof. 
<laughs> he'd kick your ass. I wouldn't. That's wouldn't very be true. It. It's like people always say when when it comes to celebrities and rape, they're always like, "Why would he do that? He can get anybody he wants," which is such a disgusting thing to say because it's like people don't rape because they don't have the options to not rape. People rape because it's a power thing. They don't see a woman as people. You a rapist will see just a like a sleeping woman minding her own business, laying there, be like, "Well, I'm." taking that that's what they do it's disgusting it's terrifying and for him to have been accused of it at least twice i mean we've read you a list of things that he has done this have all been to women there's no list of things he has done to men he's a predator not even that it's just that he he definitely gives me of the vibe that wants to take something instead of having something openly given to him and just like seeing and interacting with his fans the I'm sorry, the desperate pull out the desperation of his fans. I can see him skipping over them and going to a woman that's minding her business in the corner that wants nothing to do with him and pestering that woman all night. Like, I don't exactly. know what you guys see in him. I'm sorry, I know that's going to give us so much shit, but he said outright that he doesn't like dark skinned women. Um, I, every single per, Chris Brown super fan that I met has been a dark skinned woman. Oh, I love him, I love him, I love him. Like, he wouldn't even let y'all near him. He doesn't have What's them in his music videos. When, I haven't even seen him touch a dark-skinned woman. Like, on yeah. screen. And Kelly Rowland caping for him, and I'm like, Kelly, you're dark. Like, oh, she's a bird. That's a, that's a tale for another day. She's a bird. Big-time bird. And it just, in general, like... Oh, big women, also... too. Oh, yeah, you see a lot of, like, bigger girls. Like, oh, Chris Brown this, Chris Brown that. He would, <laughs> he would not spit on you if he was on fire. I know that. Very Fendi back. And I just want to add, um, again, just because Rihanna like forgave him for what happened between the two of them, like that's between the two of them. That doesn't absolve him of being an abuser of women. Like, and so when I hate when people say Rihanna moved on. Why can't you move on? He didn't move on from beating up women. Like some of these things on this list happened fairly recently. And those are just the things we know about because these people were brave enough to come forward or there were witnesses or there's actual recordings of like him taking women's phones and, and shit like that. So I really want to put that to rest that, oh, Rihanna forgive him. Like there's, there's nothing to forgive if he doesn't stop like he's not going to stop there's no consequences for him like the biggest consequence was that he got a five-year restraining order that now would be over against Karuchi, and he didn't go to jail or anything for it he he shouted her name out in a song that was completely unrelated to her and and has made other songs about her not mentioning her by name sometimes but sometimes it does it's creepy so yeah and i would say i wouldn't even take rihanna's um like yeah like i don't i'm not into like complete celebrity worship i wouldn't like yeah rihanna forgave him probably for personal reasons but just because she rihanna doesn't mean that like her opinion is like god's opinion or just like right. a sale to everything but because she has look who's her baby daddy yeah <laughs> look who's her baby daddy like he's been wearing that fucking flannel skirt for 10 years he hasn't changed it at all and he's also said robin and he's you know what I noticed too? She dates a lot of men that said derogatory remarks about dark skinned women. And I just find that she really basks in being the preference. So I don't really take anything. Mm-hmm. I think she's a bird brain too, honestly. Yeah, she's got the fashion and the looks or whatever. But I think she's a bird brain too. So I don't really take yeah, anything yeah. with the heart. Sorry. Sorry, Rihanna fans and Chris Brown fans. If that hurt your feelings, well, <laughs> oh well. well. Welcome to <laughs> We Hate Your Baby Daddy. We hate your face too. Get on the truck. The podcast where we shit on baby daddies, even if it's someone that you're a huge fan of. So, sorry about that. Everybody's um, fair game. Everybody is fair game on We Hate Your Baby Daddy. Um, I just wanted to also add, if any of our listeners are victims of domestic violence or, you know, know anybody who's a victim of domestic violence we're going to provide this in the description of our show this episode um but we wanted to give out the national domestic violence hotlines for the united states they're open 24 7 
in over 200 languages, including English and Spanish. There's interpretation services. The phone number is 800-799-7233. You can also text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788, and someone from the National Domestic Violence Hotline will guide you in the right direction. And we wanted to include that because, again, like, on this show, we do, like, you know, try to keep it light and make a lot of jokes, but what people like Chris Brown do to women is despicable. Um, It's very, very, very wrong. And we want to make sure that the women that listen to this show know that we take domestic violence actually very seriously. So if you are in a situation where you feel like you're in danger, call the hotline, get help, get out of that situation. Yes. Well, first we got to rate him on a scale that we're going to make up like we do in every single episode of We Hate Your Baby Daddy. How would you rate him, D? All right. On a scale of, let's see, number one would be a crack pipe, clearly, because we're dealing with a very dangerous crackhead. He's a crackhead. Let's be serious. And number five would be a backwards cap, because we're going to go right back to the crumping days. Still pretty (laughs) dangerous. I would say three backwards caps, because that man's a, a, a danger. Wait, is backwards caps worse than crack pipes? Yeah, because the crack keeps them calm. <laughs> Does it, or was that what that it, was? It the... keeps him calm. No, it, I think the cra- I think he needs the crack to live now, and I think if he's without it, people get hurt. So, so that's when he was going around punching women's healing phones. Was when he didn't have the crack, but when he has yeah. it, that's when he's chill. Crack brown. Okay, I I get yeah. I get that. It's, I it's a paradoxical that. crackhead thing going on. Once you see them enough, you know how it works. <laughs> the paradox of the crackhead. Here we go with crack again, but you know what? We're just going to keep running Dude, the game. Every episode. Why is everybody it always doing crack? It's through our lives. It's through our lives. Like the next episode, if we have going to be a video episode, I'm just going to be sitting in the back lighting up a pipe like, yep. <laughs> No, we should call it We Hate Your Crackhead because it comes up so much. So then Khloe Kardashian, her, her ex oh, is doing crack. Chloe. That's so embarrassing, too. Oh, yeah. And he openly admits it. He's like, yeah, I was doing crack. What's that guy think? Lamar Odom. I was doing crack. As he's like lighting up. A- <laughs> I was doing it I back then. Cry. I'm doing it now, too. Oh. You're a celebrity. <laughs> do cocaine. Oh, at least... I mean, at least do heroin. They get sympathy. <laughs> crack. Sean so doing crack. Oh, for real. Have you seen she's been posting lately? Like, I miss daddy. He's locked up. Like, bird. Bird brain. I mean, that's what her. I don't, I'm not going to say it. I want to also end this episode. She has nothing behind the eyes. And a lot of people that we talk about on this show just don't. Like, if you look at Chris Brown, dead behind the eyes. There's nothing I don't there. like looking at him. That's why I said they're like, oh, he's so handsome. And they're like, when I was first looking at somebody, I look at their eyes. And I'm just right. like, oh, Jesus Christ. The hell is he thinking about every day? Because it's not something nice. Like, my Shih Tzu has more expression behind her eyes than Chris Brown does. And she looks like she wants to call the manager most of the time. So that's quite a statement. And she just got a haircut, so she really looks like a Karen. She got that blunt bob. I mean, they, they do a good job at that. <laughs> That shit that was swinging. I was like, damn, look at Ripley. <laughs> when she like turned around at the camera <laughs> at you, I was like, holy shit. Like, oh, Bob, hey, Bob. She was, the Bob was Bob. No, that wasn't a Bob. That was a Robert. <laughs> it was a sharp. Um, I want to end this episode on a more positive note. Just to say that, you know, if you are in a bad situation with baby daddy, you know, the bad situation doesn't have to last forever. You know, you can choose your own destiny. Like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, obviously you heard our interview with her friend. You know, she chose to stay and make the best out of her situation with her baby daddy. And she is turning it into like a positive life for herself and her daughter. You know, you too, (laughs) listeners, can turn whatever situation you're in around if if you want to. It's all about you and putting in the time and effort and making the changes that you want to see in your own life. And so with that, 
that is our episode absolutely thank you so much for listening yeah thanks for listening and as i mentioned you can go buy a t-shirt a why baby daddy t-shirt on it's a fourth wall i'm gonna link it i'm just gonna link it it's, it's fourth wall dash we hate you baby it's a whole lot of stuff i'm just gonna link it um so we have our tote bags and we also have our t-shirts in all bunch of sizes and where can our listeners follow us on social media on social media you can follow us at w-h-y baby daddy pod on x and instagram and tiktok and now facebook and youtube that's did i cover all bases okay that is all the bases so thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye